You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And we's be here. Where is here? I I feel like we're in the middle of a hurricane. (laughs) Yeah. Don't know if the mics are picking up the hella wind noise, but yet sounds like we're broadcasting from inside a butthole. Yeah, if it wasn't sunny outside, like (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'd be like, yeah, dude, there's a tornado upon us. Yeah, it's like it was like 70, and then it's like, all right, now we're gonna make it like 50 and windy, but we're gonna still keep the sun out. (laughs) Yeah, it's good times. Welcome to springtime. Yes, yeah. Soon we'll see the witch fly by on her broom, or the cow. No, dude, she'll be flying, like, sideways or something, like... <laughs> Drifting. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Drifting broomsticks. So, uh, speaking of dark magic, uh, what are we smoking this week, Brad? Uh, this week, we have the Christoph Lajero Maduro. Yeah, I was like, I need something a little... A kick this week, and I'm like, if you put Lajero in the title, I'm expecting this bitch better be, like, full strength. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, you know, we did the pissed off Kristoff, and I was like, man, for such a a name, like, it didn't bring a lot of strength or in- intensity to it. But so far, I'm kind of digging this uh, Lajero-Maduro combination. So this is... You know, going to have the dark Brazilian wrapper um, with a mixture of Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers and a uh, Cuban seed uh, Dominican binder from the Cabajo Valley. Ooh, Cabajo. Yeah, somewhere like that. But where's all the Lajero? Yeah, it doesn't like specifically say, but... <laughs> You put Lajero on the I mean, band. it says they're utilizing three times the Lajero, um, you know, that I guess they would normally use. Which, now that I finally got past the foot into the first third, I'm I'm fine. This is interesting because it's, it's one of those that you get the spicy of the Lajero, but that Maduro oily kind of sweetness. Um, this thing with uh, Christoph specifically, like... Pretty much every one of their cigars has a closed foot. So when your initial light up and first couple puffs, you're getting mostly like straight wrapper tobacco before you actually get into the blend of the cigar. But, I mean, this is definitely um, kind of a a dark roasted flavor is what I get out of this. Um, According to the manufacturer, it says you should have notes of espresso bean, dark chocolate, a hint of mixed berry and sweet cocoa finish. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I sort of get some of that. I mean, it definitely tastes dark. Like, <laughs> yeah, this know, is uh... one of those that's like, it's dark, it tastes roasted dark. Um, <laughs> which, I think this would be a great coffee cigar. Yeah, it's a, yeah, like, it's just that, it says that, like, espresso and dark chocolate. Yeah, that's a very... Kind of a dark roast uh, coffee flavor. Maybe some like black rifle mocha or something to 
to chug with this. Oh, dude, I was watching a video today and someone was like, I don't use uh, creamer in my coffee. I just make Black Rifle coffee and then I use the uh, the canned mocha as my creamer. So I put like coffee in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I'm like, hell yeah, you're trying to go all the way up. Yeah. Let me, let me get all the caffeine. <laughs> I don't want to blink today. <laughs> Is that how that works? Like I've never been so caffeinated that I couldn't blink. Like that 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 I've feels been there like once. there used to be this little coffee shop in town that doesn't exist anymore. But I went there one day like depressed, and I'm like, dude, I need something. He's like, where am I? I need something that's so strong that no matter how bad I feel, like I can't like be you know, sluggish anymore. And he's like, ah, you need a bucho, and he gave me this drink, and he's like, it tastes like ass. Just shoot it like a shot. But then you won't be able to blink for the next five hours. <laughs> but I had so much caffeine. I think it was like it was like a quadruple condensed espresso with like fifty sugar packets or something. It didn't pour, it oozed like old motor oil and it just tasted like burnt coffee. <laughs> Little chunks of metal. Yeah. But like doing it back is like one shot and then I'm like fucking eyes bugging out of my head for like the next couple hours. <laughs> I mean coming down off of that was I mean you, that was talking about a caffeine crash afterward but like during the during i, mean, I would the, be more concerned about the heart attack you know during the oh, initial I mean, surge i made the mistake of drinking one of those before going into school one day thinking it was going to be like a activity day and it was like no we're sitting in our desk day i'm like in the desk vibrating <laughs> it's like just shaking the desk because i'm like i'm so caffeinated at that at that point that's that's all the way up that'll kill you or get you through finals one or the other <laughs> Yeah, but you know, this being a a dark cigar, I figured it, it this week's episode we're going to be talking about a new Netflix movie uh, from Ryan Reynolds, uh, The Atom Project, and this is your good traditional sci-fi where all the bad guys wear black, so you know they're the bad guys. So yeah, I figure a black cigar to go with the uh, the stormtrooper ripoffs from the future. <laughs> and I gotta say, like. I enjoyed the film because it was finally one of those time travel films where it wasn't just trying to be a mind fuck the entire duration. <laughs> Kept it fairly simple so you, uh, yes. your brain doesn't hurt. Uh, and if you got to fight uh, stormtroopers from the future, you should call in the Strike Force. StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Comes in a tiny little tin pouch. Keep you caffeinated. It may not let you blink for five hours like the Bucho, but it'll definitely get you caffeinated enough to get through your day. And with that, let's go back to the future. Welcome back 
We're talking about a Netflix original movie, The Atom Project, directed by Sean Levy. Who I heard he's going to be directing Deadpool 3 now. I guess him well, the- I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he almost had the, the Deadpool cast to, you know, <laughs> yeah. get acclimated and, you know, learn each other's, uh, you know, workflows and everything. But so. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that did uh, the Free Guy movie, and that was funny as shit, so... Yeah, I would. Uh, I see what you do with do with Deadpool, and this you know pretty much. I mean, up- dude, you you basically get twelve year old Deadpool. <laughs> dude, they've got to bring that kid in to play Kidpool. If they do like a multiverse thing, because I mean, there's like Lady Deadpool. Kid well, Deadpool, I mean, they did Dog hint Deadpool. at a multiverse in this. You know, there's Head film, which is just his living head. severed head. It's from the zombie universe. <laughs> so yeah, we we like yeah if they. If they uh, decide to go with the the uh, full multiverse Deadpool, then yeah, this kid needs to <laughs> needs to be in that. I mean, I, I, I do we do we want to set a premise? I guess before we get into any spoilers, or do we just want to? Sure, we can. Uh... You know, I, I mean, I, I, I guess to kind of set the stage and, you know, the reason we're talking about Deadpool, not just because Ryan Reynolds, but there are a lot of cameos and, you know, nods to, you know, the the Marvel yeah. franchise yeah. and, you the know. The Ryan Reynolds universe. <laughs> yes. Um, the Reynoldverse. Uh, so, yeah, The Atom Project is a sci-fi action comedy, as we said, directed by Sean Levy. But huge cast for, like, Netflix is just pretty much a legitimate film studio at this point. I think we, I feel like we say that every time we review one of these Netflix original movies, but huge cast. I mean, this one has, uh, of course, we said Ryan Reynolds, uh, Walker Scoble, who is the, uh, the, the new child actor who's playing a younger Ryan Reynolds. We'll get into that. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Garner, uh, Catherine Keener. Uh, uh, Zoe Saldana from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like a pretty big cast for a direct-to-streaming film. But at the same time, like... Dude, all these personalities and everything else, like... and, And the writing and everything. I mean, it was nice to have a... You know, action comedy slash drama that... It knew its place and placed very well and didn't just try to, oh, we're going to make everything so physiological that, you know, you're going to have a brain aneurysm, you know, trying to comprehend what's going on. Like Kind of like the last Terminator movie. <laughs> it's like I hate fucking time travel movies because they're like, sometimes it's just like, oh, this is like so fucking complicated. I'm like... I need a degree in astrophysics to uh, understand the shit. Yes, absolutely. So this, you know, this film did a great job of sticking to that, you know, action comedy aspect and not, you know, trying to look how intelligent and everything else. Like, no, get out of here with that. Like, (laughs) and two, it's, I guess uh, there's not really a rating because it's not in theaters, but it's, I would say equivalent of a PG 13 movie. There's no cussing, no, there's some violence, but there's no like, you know, foul language. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not stuff. over. So the... it definitely can be a 
family film. Yeah, to some extent. I mean, you know, I and it was, you know, really cool watching basically Ryan Reynolds' 12-year-old self like <laughs> Yeah, this kid, he's like we used to say who the fuck's Tom Holland and then we're like this dude's like the best ever. This Walker Scoble kid is going to be huge. If nothing else, just he has a career of playing like Ryan Reynolds' sidekick in movies because he plays the all right, the premise of the movie is Ryan Reynolds is a fighter pilot from the future and has to travel back in time to on a rescue mission of sorts and he crash lands in today's time and has to get help from his 12-year-old self in 2022. So this kid's playing Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds pretty much just plays himself and everything. <laughs> He's just pretty much Deadpool and everything he's in and this kid like for the like when you first see him and he's getting like bullied and just talking shit to the bullies it's like are you sure you didn't just CGI Ryan Reynolds down to like look younger <laughs> did you take the that Marvel been terrible. thing to the uh, to the extreme because this kid does a perfect Ryan Reynolds we'll impression. just CG out the mustache it'll be fine <laughs> yeah no don't do it I mean they made uh yeah, Marvel's been making a lot of their actors, you know, for flashbacks to look younger. You know, it's like, did y'all just take that, like, instead of making them look 30, you, you made them look 12. Did you go, like, the extreme on the <laughs> de-aging? Because this kid does a perfect Ryan Reynolds impression. Like, like the smart-ass, like, quips and shit. And especially when they're talking back and forth to each other. It's like, this is just... This, that's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> They started this movie like 20 years ago, filmed half of it, and then waited for him to get older to film the the other half. It's it's fucking spooky how good this kid is at playing uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, no, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that aspect, so. I mean, the kid's a smart-ass in real life, too. I've seen some, like, uh, interviews and behind-the-scenes stuff since then, and, like, like one interview's like, you know, how was it playing, like, you know, a young Ryan Reynolds. He's like, well, it's, it wasn't that hard because he just plays himself in every movie, so I just had to act like him. <laughs> smartass. Then I saw a video of him doing. I mean, all, it's like, always the... better to be a smartass than a dumbass, anyway. <laughs> then I saw some video of him like doing all like the dirtiest lines from like Deadpool, and like Ryan Reynolds is like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. This isn't my fault." <laughs> I didn't tell him to say these things, and he's just like can pretty much quote like the whole Deadpool movie. I think we did quote that whole movie when it came out, but yeah, from here on out, there's your there's your premise. We about to spoil the shit out of this film. That's my spoiler. I, w I wish we had a cool soundboard <laughs> that way. You know, I could. It's the next step. We got to get a soundboard and we can drop, uh, drop bits and shit. I got a ham horn on my phone. It's about the best I can do. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I had that app, but I think it's spyware. <laughs> Probably is. All apps are spyware. Oh, the, the Russians are coming any second now. <laughs> uh, why do you carry a gun for Decepticons? I laughed. The toaster laughed. I shot the toaster. It gets more and more real every day. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen some things. Yeah, it's like, dude. I can't tell you what I've seen, <laughs> but the things I have seen, like, 
Like, I, I, I used to kind of think that you bordered on, uh, you know, he's just got a fascination with sci-fi. Now that, <laughs> now that I've seen what I've seen, I'm like, mm, there, there's things that are, like, far more truthful than, than we realize. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks the crazy paranoid guy recording podcasts in his, his shed is crazy until it's like, oh, fuck, all this stuff's coming true. <laughs> I'm realizing how um, not airtight the shed is as we're recording because the back of my neck is like freezing to death. Uh, uh, you put on a scarf before we. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like a fucking wind tunnel behind me. Uh, I I, I kind of feel like this is the opening of Twister, you know, where it's like I'm sitting here trying to hold the door shut and it's just gonna you know suck me out into like, the, uh, just blow in at some point like we're gonna like fall off the foundation and roll down the hill uh i mean we're both pretty heavy guys <laughs> uh, i mean the gopro will probably survive so whoever finds our bodies will have some good footage of <laughs> oh god the angles <laughs> oh let's upload this to the meta so you look at it in 3d <laughs> Isn't that Facebook now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I so has that it. actually like changed? I don't. I, I well, don't... the company changed because that's like the name of their like virtual reality world that they're building is like the metaverse or whatever. But yeah, it still says Facebook when you log in. But the company now is technically, I think, called. I mean, do meta. they even need VR? Like, honestly, like, like I, I've gotten so far away from facebook now that it's like i mean everything like if i were to go on right now and scroll through i'd be like this is a fucking virtual reality simulation <laughs> like none of this shit is real Dude, like like this is the world's biggest social experiment you know it's like pretty much the only place i interact is on the show page that's the only place i post things it's like my i don't know when the last time i posted something to my actual like personal facebook page <laughs> This is like the. Don't worry, Meta will post for you. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I did see a meme the other day since we were talking about. I need a seatbelt. Weird conspiracy uh, stuff. It was a uh, that there's a a uh, shortage of conspiracy theorists, as all conspiracy theorists are proof proved to be like true. <laughs> well, that's we're, we're running out of conspiracy. I mean, that's kind of the thing. All coming like... true. <laughs> You know, it used to be, oh, that's just a crazy conspiracy thing, so we're going to get fact-checkers to, you know, weed out the conspiracies, and it's like, nope, the fact-checkers che are your paid propagandists. The conspiracy <laughs> theorists were just realist. <laughs> uh, yeah. The world is a fucked-up place. Speaking of fucked-up place... This movie starts off in a dystopian 2050 that we never actually see other than a cool space chase scene. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was the thing, dude. Like, you, you, you got that little bit of an opening, and then it's like, all right, we're cutting the cabin in the woods. <laughs> I gotta say, I, I liked his cabin in the woods. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, he has, like, this nice, like, house, and then he, like, his, like, weird podcasting shed in the backyard is like a legit log cabin with like wood stove and a couch and a nice record collection. I mean, I was like, I want that. We uh, need, cabin. uh, we need more subscribers and money. Cause, uh, I could go for a stove and a cabin and some other things like immediately. Yeah. 
I mean, dude, we could hire us a uh, a, a live-in chef. You know that so way. Like, when I'm like, subscribe, get our get our numbers up so we can <laughs> like, make money. I'm wilting away here um, <laughs> to mere nothingness because I I realized halfway here that my route is not taking me anywhere near convenient food options, <laughs> and apparently there was a forest fire. Uh. Um. I I I I think maybe trees took down power lines and in doing so, because um, there was hella you know fire departments and I'm like wow that's quite a few acres of forest that is charred. Well, I think they were doing like a controlled burn a couple weeks ago, but I would say something like reignited because <laughs> yeah I saw the alert that there was a uh, roads closed because a forest fire. Cause I got I got behind a fire truck on my way home. And apparently it was going in the wrong direction because at some point it like stopped and like turned around and went back the direction it came. I'm like, I was like, y'all didn't pay hey, attention to the hey, GPS, a, did you? A, ignore that little fire. We got a bigger fire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this starts with uh, Adam Reed, uh, played by Ryan Reynolds, like fleeing in a space fighter that kind of looks a lot like a like an F twenty two Raptor. <laughs> Or that uh, that weird drone ship from uh, the movie Stealth. Did I see that movie? Yeah. I don't. I you don't know you, if I did or not. You didn't miss a whole lot. It was one of those that I think was on the on at the shop a lot. <laughs> Dude, I'm just waiting for Sharkula. Okay, I mean that's 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 the only thing I'm excited for. What about Sharkula versus Sharknado? <laughs> that's a sequel that the world is not ready for yet. <laughs> And you can't advertise those ideas publicly because somebody's going to do it and they're going to make millions and it could have been you or I making millions. <laughs> so yeah, he's fleeing from... Uh... Like that one hedge fund person is listening in that's like, ha ha, billion dollar <laughs> idea and I have the capital to put it into motion. Fuck those cigar smoking losers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. We need We need to have... We'll get paid for our ideas. I just realized, <laughs> is there a big D on your hoodie? Yes. Okay. I am the D. <laughs> I think it was like Danger Dan or something. I forgot what the name of the company is that makes this hoodie. <laughs> but it had a Grim Reaper on the back, so I'm like, I gotta order that. That looks pretty sweet. Reap the D! <laughs> D's nuts. So yeah, he gets uh, shot down as he's jumping uh, through time and crash lands in 2022 when he was aiming for 2018 and decides to go hide in his dad's log cabin, <laughs> where unfortunately he runs into himself. I mean, but then again, like, you're going back to a familiar place, like, you don't think some of that is sort of planned? Like, you know, hey, I remember me at 12. Like, these are all the things that, in your 12-year-old perception, are fucked up. Yeah, when the kid, like, you know, is home alone because mom's on a date because his dad had died a couple years prior. And, uh, you know, tells him, like, don't stay up all night playing video games, lock all the doors. And, of course, he does none of these things. And the dog goes out in the wood barking at something, and he finds, like, a like a burned spot in the woods, but yeah, doesn't see the ship cause it's all stealthy. 
comes back and finds a bleeding Ryan Reynolds hiding in his shed. Kind of reminded me of uh, whatever Iron Man two, or no, was it Iron Man? No, Iron Man three, where he like crashes in that in the snow and ends up like hanging out in that kid's garage. I mean, for all intent and purposes, dude, from the soundtrack to the cast and everything else, this was a Marvel film. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean. This was this was Guardians meets Deadpool meets you know. Um, I mean, his dad's a little the bit Hulk. of Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it. His dad's the Hulk. It's yeah, it's it's an unofficial Marvel movie. But yeah, when he first finds him, he's like, "What are you doing here?" It's classified. It's classified. <laughs> and then he's like, "Where's your mom? Uh, she's on a date with who? Uh, I think his name's Derek. Like ah, the guy with the mouth mullet. Door. He's not. He's like not important. <laughs> it's like." And he's like, damn it, Adam. And he's like, how do you know my name? And he just starts listing off all the shit that uh, that he knows about him. And he's like, oh, wait a minute. The, you're me. And he's like, I fell and got a s- split open my chin and got a scar. And they both on point at the same spot. And he's like, how do you have my scar? And why are you wearing my watch? <laughs> I'm you. And it's this classified. This is dad's watch. Shut up. <laughs> they even like, start yelling at the dog together. Poor dog. I'm not yell at the dog. The dog was the best part. Yeah, because when they go farther back in the past, it's just a wee puppy. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> How'd you know my dog's name? He's like, because I named him. <laughs> and he's like, mind blown. <laughs> if you ran into your, you know, future or past self, Let's say we're the future, and you ran into your past self. Like, Here's the bad... I barely remember what I did last week, so I probably would not be able to remember enough about my past to prove to myself that I'm him. <laughs> what I do last Wednesday? Fuck, I don't remember what I did last Wednesday. Me either. <laughs> Fuck, you are me. You can't remember shit. <laughs> it's one of those where it's better to be, you know dumb than uh, try to act overly intelligent. <laughs> uh, he's like, I know how much you spank off. Oh, you are me. <laughs> kind of like uh, whatever uh, dogma when Chris Rock's trying to convince Jay that he's an angel. <laughs> you jerk off more than anyone on the planet. <laughs> this dude does know me. <laughs> So that all seeing, like, at some point, can you, like, turn the blind eye or, you know, not see? <laughs> Look the other way. <laughs> we are the Nazi party. No, no, we just don't see things. <laughs> We're not that Nazi party. <laughs> uh, like, N-O-T-S-E-E. That's what I had to explain to someone. I was talking to, I was calling my cat. And so I was like, did you name the cat Nazi? I'm like, no, it's Noxi, N-O-X-I. <laughs> Not Nazi. <laughs> but if you say it too fast, people are like, think, like, why is he in his yard yelling Nazi at people? <laughs> I'm looking for my cat, motherfucker. <laughs> that is not germane to the situation. The goddamn German's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> it's all about the Russians now. We might get some good like movies out of this because you know back in the eighties the best movies it was always the Russians that were the bad guys. Schwarzenegger's got to come make a new, make a new movie. This is me. 
I'm officially the governor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I like when he finds, he starts going through his, like, bag of future tech, and he finds something that looks like a a hilt from Ultra Sabers. It's like, dude, is this a lightsaber? No, it's not a lightsaber. Are you sure? It kind of looks like a lightsaber. No, dude, you watch too many fucking movies. And when the bad guys finally show up, and he turns it on for the first time, and it basically does, like, the full Darth Maul, like, laser staff thing, and he just looks at him and goes like, dude, that's a lightsaber. <laughs> Shut up, it's not a lightsaber. <laughs> It's a Magno staff, <laughs> but it's pretty much a fucking lightsaber. It does all the lightsaber things, but let's just change it enough so George Lucas, or well, at this point, Disney doesn't sue us. <laughs> I mean, isn't Disney Marvel and everything anyway? Like, aren't they one big happy family? Yeah, I don't think it's, this is Netflix. So the, uh, they're like, dude, it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, if it was a Marvel movie, it'd be on Disney Plus. Expecting Moon Knight comes out this <laughs> this next Friday. We can start watching Moon Knight. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to be. Trailer looks interesting. I'm like, I don't know enough about that character, but it but looks interesting to me. Sometimes, like I enjoy more about not knowing. Yeah, I have less know, like hangups because like then this. I'm like, I'm not trying to compare it to. You know, something I've read, or you know, yeah, something that gives me a get, perception. Uh, to get wrapped up in. I've had a problem today of not cutting enough off the tip of my cigars. It's like I've kind of... Dude, you just got to cut the tip. I've kind of underestimated my uh, cut. And then I'm like, man, this thing doesn't like... I don't, I'm not getting any flow off this thing. And it's like, oh yeah, because it needs to open up a little more. Ah, there. Now it can breathe. <laughs> Dude, just hang it outside and, you know, let the air blow through. <laughs> Yeah, so when the bad guy time cops uh, show up to stop him from from doing oh, what he's doing. Oh, what a great franchise, Time Cops. <laughs> With Van Damme? <laughs> yeah, it was a, there was a Van was, Damme movie. I was talking about the uh, the arcade, too. Or is that Virtual Cop? But I thought there was a Time Cop arcade, too. There might have been. Fuck, I don't know. I know that I think there was like like a, one of those pedal, you know, driven, you know, like shoot 'em up games. Yeah. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, dude, you can't remember shit. Yeah, pretty much. So you were sleepy last time, and now you're like over caffeinated or something. So you're like, <laughs> dude, I'm fucking hungry. That's all I am. Like, <laughs> hunger keeps you awake. Now you're like just bouncing around. I, I just, I, you know, plus. I drove through Atlanta both directions during Ooh. rush hour yesterday, That's and I sort of hate my life for it. <laughs> I'm still reeling from that. Like, give me a 12-hour, like, on the road, driving 70, 80 mile an hour. Fuck a whole bunch of we're going five and stopping. Yeah. Like, That's like when I used to have to go down to, like, Forsyth, Georgia for training. It was like... I'd always end up getting there like two hours early because if I left like on time and hit Atlanta during rush hour, it was like, there's no way I'd make it. So it's like, you either show up two hours early or you show up an hour late because you had to drive through Atlanta. And I'm like, no, I'd rather like get here early, hang out at the Waffle House until uh, I actually have to be here. Get some Burt's Chili? Yeah. Instead of uh, being stuck in Atlanta all morning because traffic sucks balls. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even the morning. It was, you know, like... I left coming at like 
three, knowing I had to be near Six Flags before four, and then back in Swanee before five. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can't a... do that in a company truck because everything's like fucking monitored and one mile over, you're speeding. <laughs> and I'm like, you were doing 100 miles an hour. <laughs> you gave me a schedule. Do you want me to get a schedule or do you want me to obey traffic laws? Y'all got to make a decision because <laughs> I can't do both. That's why I took my personal vehicle. <laughs> but yeah, he finally explains to uh, his younger self his real mission that he had a wife in the future and then she disappeared on a mission in 2018. He's like, they said her vehicle blew up on re-entry, but she has like the highest re-entry uh, rating in the program. So there's no way she like just had an accident. So I need to go back to 2018 to find out what actually happened to her. So when the bad time cops actually track, track him back to the cabin in the woods and he finally pulls out his like freaking not a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like my lightsaber lighter that on the box says not a lightsaber because we don't want to violate copyright <laughs> but that's like there was some like legit like it's like the first kind of real action sequence of the film and it stays fairly action nah, dude through, i mean like, i would say like well there's the plane shoot out at the very beginning but but even like the bully stuff like i mean you know i mean that's still action <laughs> you know people weren't just stationary I mean, there was him playing the Oculus, you know, <laughs> fucking, you know, starshipping it up and whatnot. I like, like, even when, like, adult Ryan Reynolds shows up and starts dealing with the buddy, bullies, he's still yelling at the one, like, quiet guy, just like the ki your kid did. And the guy's like, why does everyone, like, I'm not doing anything, I'm just standing here, why does everyone keep threatening me? <laughs> I'd love it, too, when he saw that, he's like, he's like, I'm not supposed to do this, because it may affect the future, but if you ever, like, lay a hand on him again... I will fuck you up. And like, and not like child on a playground. I'm talking full on adult. I'm going to pull the bones out of your body, sharpen them and stab Marty in the face with it. <laughs> Do you understand me? And he's like, Oh, are you, you're peeing now. Oh yeah. You got a real stream going now. Go home, clean yourself up and forget this ever happened. <laughs> uh, but the one dude's like, why do I keep getting threatened? I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I just anything. that whole guilty by association. Right. I mean, you know, like, if you don't stop the bully, you're just as uh, bad as the bully. You are uh, an a bully enabler. enabler. Yeah. Don't be an enabler. Be a disabler. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I like it. <laughs> that sounds like something like... Tired of your bullies being enabled? Call disabled. the disabled. <laughs> Uh, uh, a whole like bunch a... of people roll up on wheelchairs and shit, like, in crutches. Ah, yes. We're here to offend we've, one and all. We've had a YouTube channel for about two weeks, and now we're canceled. <laughs> Dude, I feel like that would be a fucking epic South Park skit or something, though. Like... That's okay. We only got, like, seven subscribers, so I don't think we can get banned yet. We're not popular enough. We can still see whatever we want. <laughs> as long as we don't like play copyrighted music or something, we're good. Shit. But yeah, when the bad I mean, guys... we just got to do a reaction face. 
Yeah. <gasps> yeah, we're we're commentating on things. Ah, yes. But yeah, that first like scene of him fighting the the future stormtroopers, which you never know if they're like robots or actual people in some kind of like battle. But I like when he like since this is like a kids movie, they don't there's not like blood and guts. When he kills somebody, they just like burst into like rainbow sparkles. He's like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, when you die outside of your timeline, it's messy. <laughs> I'm like, no, that don't look very messy. Just kind of easy cleanup. You it's just like, like, no, it's like all your atoms and everything else just disperse. Like, you have entered the void. Yeah. But it was a cool, like, effect of them just... Psh. And surprisingly... And then, like, you know, in the middle of this battle, as they looks like they're about to lose, homegirl... Uh, Zoe Saldana shows up out of nowhere and just starts murking dudes. And it's like, I love that fight scene where, where, I mean, she's like, with them together are just like fucking people up. And like, just the, like the camera moves and edits during that fight scene. I'm like, man, this is a cool shot. Like, it, yeah, the way it was choreographed and everything else. Like, I, I, I mean, there was definitely some artistic flair. Um, and the soundtrack to this movie too it's like i mean it's not as it's hair not... metal epic as uh as we talked about peacemaker last week but... and it wasn't quite on the guardians level but there were definitely nods and certain vibes it's like somebody's gunning for a uh a shot at uh <laughs> do you like my pun yeah um <laughs> cuz it all comes back to blaming james gunn because like after guardians came out it's like Every cool movie has to have badass uh, uh, soundtrack uh, if you're going to have like action and shit. <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I gotta say, like I've you know went and seen you know several different symphony orchestras, you know where basically they play the film on mute and you know do all the musical score and everything else. And like surprisingly, most films that I've seen done that, like I did not realize how much music and you know, are just subtle little riffs, you know, to yeah. tie into certain action sequences and stuff. It's like, I would have never caught that. Yeah. Cause you, you know, outside of the explosion yeah. in the, in the, like the actual action of the thing, you don't realize how much, most of the time you don't notice the score of the movie, but you would notice if it wasn't there. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how that works. And yeah, I mean, most of your movies, their action sequences are even, are, Kind of like, you know, Duel of the Fates in Star Wars. Like, it's usually an orchestral accompaniment to, like, action. But it's like, now it's like, nah. Like, when we're having an action sequence, we got to play, like, cool, known music. <laughs> we got to turn everything into, like, a music video uh, in action movies now. So we're all Rob Zombie? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm like, I don't hate the trend. I, I like it. Like, no, I mean, like, I don't. Oh, here's a, music's kicking up. We're about to see some badass shit. <laughs> But see, I think that would be a great like opportunity for misdirection. Like, just have this epic build-up musically, and then, and then nothing. nothing. <laughs> They're just eating sandwiches in the park, <laughs> licking ice cream at a park bench. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's kind of a letdown. <laughs> Make memes worthy again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What movie was that? I never remember the movie. Is it with the death metal guy? Yeah. Eating ice cream. Oh, that's uh, Deathgasm. Okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> I can never remember. This was like, I saw that picture as a meme so many times before I actually saw the movie. And then I was like, holy shit, that's where that meme comes from. 
I understand it now. It's a weird Finnish horror movie. <laughs> it's not weird. It's unique. <laughs> I can't tell if the dogs are howling or if it's the wind. I think it's still the wind. <laughs> it's it's getting more and more chilly back here. Like, <laughs> Welcome to the last uh, <laughs> Scar Nerd podcast. This was all posted from found footage when people <laughs> found the recordings after... They pulled our before the nuclear winter set in. Like, <laughs> yeah. like no, there's there's no breeze today. That's just the backlash of atomic energy because uh, we've fucking been nuked. Like, <laughs> maybe we can come back uh, as a cockroach or something. You know, we were not cockroaches now. <laughs> dun dun dun. Uh, but yeah, when they finally uh, re-team with uh, Laura, I believe is her name, and she tells him like that she was uh, someone tried to kill her because she discovered that uh, Soren, who is the kind of the leader of the future, she's like, I was looking at log sheets and I got a there's a log of a time ship returning, but no log of a time ship leaving, so. Somebody changed the future, and the only way that would have... Or, like, you know, Ryan was like, that doesn't make any sense. And finally, like, younger Ryan Reynolds is like, dude, it means, like, somebody changed the past, so the only way they could have come back without leaving was if they had, they're coming back to a future that's changed. And he's like, how did you... Did you train... Did you trade... Uh, whatever it... Did you train... Uh, trade... Uh, ah, trade all your brains for those muscles? That was a horrible deal. <laughs> He's like, how'd you get so smart? How'd you get so dumb? <laughs> but I, I, I kind of like, you know, where, the, like, you know, it goes from being this, like, scrawny, you know, picked on kid to being like, dude, you have muscles? You must get chicks. Like, so do we get laid? Like, <laughs> He's like, so time travel, the fate of the universe, all that shit. The only thing you want to know about is, like, do we get laid? Come on, grow up, man. He's like, oh, dude, we totally get laid. <laughs> I mean priorities. Yeah, he's like, did, did they all skip leg leg day in the future? <laughs> no, <laughs> just skip gym day. <laughs> I mean, do, do we have to work out for that, or is it like genetics and the you know gene therapy in the future? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. When <laughs> when he starts a. Uh, yeah, hey, my wife's back. And the kid's like, yeah, I'm going to take my eye, my young eyes and young ears. I'm going to take a walk. Y'all two have fun. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, bad guys track. Anyway, she's like, believes that Soren had went back in time to give her younger self information. And that's what destroyed the future. And what I like the kids all these like, Lord of the Ring references. Yeah. And the I like, eye of Soren. Yeah, pretty much. But I like the kids, like, so is things bad in the future? Because it never really shows the future. We see the future from space, but we never actually see the future. But I think that's great, though, because, like... But the description of it, he's like, you remember uh, Terminator? Yeah? He's like, that's, that's so much That's worse. the future on a good day. <laughs> but, I, you know, I don't know what the budget was, you know, on this. Obvious, but I felt like this is one of those films where the budget goes toward the cast... Because things were done like, like the the digitizing bodies and like 
that final battle had to be expensive. The one inside the, uh, the reactor. But yeah, that, uh, other than that, yeah, most of it's like said set at that cabin or in the town, like <laughs> at the beach house. Yeah. It's like they spent all their money on those, you know, couple big action sequences. Then after that, it's just all. Yeah. We saw that with the book of fat, all conversations. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the conversations were engaging and everything else. Like I, it was, it was weird because normally I'm the type of person that's like, all right, whatever, you know, action film, like keep the action going. But like the dialogue and stuff was, you know, intriguing and quirky and, and, and so, when it was time to be serious, like, you know, you were almost laser focused. Yeah, I mean, it was surprisingly very heartfelt, too. Like, the scenes where he's like, you know, because they figure out that it kind of all hinges around their father. He's the one who actually invented time travel or invented yeah, he's the technology that, time. <laughs> that made time travel possible. And they have to go back to see him. And it's like the first time either of them have seen him since he, he passed, where. Young Adam is is very uh, you know misses him while older Adam is like kind of hateful of him and he's like well you know he never he he was gone before I missed him before he was even dead because he was never around he was always working and they had that after they try to get their dad's help and he's like no I can't help y'all because that's gonna fuck up the future and he's like dude the future's already fucked up we're trying to fix things and he has that conversation he's like he's like I think you hate dad because it's easier than missing him. And I think you don't remember things that I still do. Like, even though, like you said, he worked all the time, he made time every time he came home to throw the ball with me and, you know, did all this, this stuff for me that you've kind of blocked out. Yeah. So you can, well, and I mean, even the things like hit, the, yeah. you know, the pitch back, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, he bought that. So he wouldn't have to play with me. Like, no, he bought that because I begged him for it. Like every time we walked by that store and uh, yeah. And yeah, them kind of coming to. The movie's about coming to term with, like, I guess, loss and, like, dealing with, you know, loss and learning how to move on and, and whatnot. So it's like, yeah, there's a very, like, kind of heartfelt message behind this silly sci-fi uh, <laughs> action film. And it's like, oh, especially, like, at the end, like, where, like, before we before we dissolve into nothingness, let's have a, uh, uh, a fucking, uh, oh, shit, what's that movie, uh? With the cornfield, build it and they will come. Children of the corn? No, <laughs> the baseball one. Angels in the outfield? No, the other baseball one with Kevin Costner. Sandlot? Where he's playing pitch with his dad at the end, because he's a ghost. Not the Sandlot. Field of Dreams, asshole. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we gotta have our Field of Dreams moment at the end so we can play catch I don't know if I've ever seen our, that movie. With our dead dad. Uh, it's about him building a baseball field in a cornfield so he can play baseball with his dead dad. It's a movie about fathers. <laughs> I mean, you just said baseball, so, you know, I mean, fuck. At least I named baseball movies. I didn't say Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh, shit. But yeah, it's like, like I said, that, that final moment of them finally getting to play catch with their dad again. And it's like, Oh fuck. I didn't, I don't want to feel in this movie. <laughs> Why'd y'all make me feel? You're getting old and soft. Like oh, especially around pizza. the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Taekwon pizza. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you dad joked me. I'm kind of proud. <laughs> 
for your listeners at home, Taekwon pizza. How do you What's make that? the main ingredient? Ingredient. Got to have a little Taekwondo. I mean, not only from the dad joke, but you and martial arts should appreciate that even a little bit more. Like that's that's one that I expect you to take back to the gym. Like, yep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> but yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, when Dad won't help them, they're like, well, we're going to have to go destroy the time machine, you know, the reactor so she can't invent time travel. It's like, how how do we do that? He's like, remember all that tech, future tech shit that I wouldn't let you play with? Now you get a chance to play with it. <laughs> I liked earlier when he gets faced with his bullies. He's like, no, no, you know, I'm going to tell you how to, like, you know, fight your bullies. You're going to have to walk up and, and look at them like they don't want to fight you. And you smile, and then you punch him in the nuts. <laughs> he said, but this fight's got to happen. It's, it's, they didn't say nuts. They said bathing suit parts. Yeah. So he's like, the kid's like flying the uh, the battle drone to help back up uh, Ryan Reynolds. And he gets surrounded by all the uh, the drones. And he's like, he's like, uh, you going to back me up? He's like, oh, they don't want to fight you. No, no, I'm pretty sure they want to fight me. Here's what you got to do. You got to look at him and smile. <laughs> and then... Punch him in the bathing suit part. It's like, damn it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to get killed here. And he's like, yeah, payback's a bitch, motherfucker. <laughs> and they went to Zap City. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. And then a course... drone like that. How does, how does one get a drone like that? You got to go to the future. Or Amazon, probably. <sighs> to Amazon. Maybe DARPA. <laughs> Hey man, I seen the robot dogs. Y'all getting them like flying laser drones that I can fly with like gloves and VR headsets and shoot weird gravity weapons. But yeah, when Mark Ruffalo finally uh, shows back up to decide to to help them, he's like, "You can't destroy a time machine." It's like she'll just fix it. He's like, "Well, all right, smart guy. How do we fix?" It's like, "Well, the the mathematical equation that." Runs the thing. That's the thing you got to destroy. He's like, all right, well, how do you destroy math? He's like, well, it only exists inside this one hard drive that no one knows how to build and in my head. And I'm not shared that piece of math with anybody. So we just got to blow up the, the hard drive that runs the, the freaking reactor. <laughs> he's like, oh, what does he say? He says it like a, he's like, yeah, we got to go down to a diamond hard, hard drive in the basement. He's like, are we talking about your penis? <laughs> Are you twelve? <laughs> just like this, keep making like dick jokes. Uh, good times. <laughs> it's nice that you know this film can appeal to the the child in you and such. You know, pivotal moments of gravitas and yeah, because it doesn't matter how dangerous and, the situation is. There's always time for dick jokes. <laughs> well, I, I like the 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 part too where it's like, ooh, superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is like the most Deadpool moment because they're they're fighting in the uh, the reactor room and a, a shot goes off and hits the glass. So it's like all of a sudden this thing basically is like trying to implode. It's like all of a sudden like gravity's like doubling and stuff. And it's pretty cool because like one one of the guys grabs the kid as he's getting sucked into the machine. It's like stuck against the glass. And the kid finally they're like, wait a minute, my gloves are like magnetized. So let me just like take one off and squish this guy's head with it as it tries to suck it through the dude's head and then slides down the wall. And of course, like Ryan Reynolds, you know, 
fighting Christos, which is like the main enforcer for uh, Syria, and, and drops his uh, lightsaber staff, and the kid's like, oh yeah, finally get the lightsaber staff, and like activates it, uses it to like jump up to the next level, and then does a perfect superhero landing, just looks around and goes, superhero landing, and I'm like, fucking little Deadpool! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, literally watching it, I mean, that's the part where I was like, I'm like fucking full on like clapping in front of the team, I'm like, that 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 is the moment of the movie, and then he's like, starts you're actually doing some decent like bow staff work, and he's like, oh yeah, you about to get your ass kicked by a twelve year old with asthma, and the dude just punches him in the face, and he's like, nope, <laughs> good try, kid. <laughs> Got to start going to the gym. <laughs> Got to get big and strong. Got to start eating them veggies. Or even before that, when they're damn, I'm hungry. <laughs> when they figure out they gotta kind of the real mission to get back to 2018 and stop the bad future from happening. He's the plane has a, I guess like an AI and it's like, I can detect you're injured. So you're not cleared for flight status. So he's kind of forced to bring his younger self along to get a, a clean DNA read. So the plane will actually fly. And then the, uh, they're battling having the, with the future jet. And he's, she's like, you're, Reactor's damage. You only got one more jump. If you don't come back to the future now, you're not gonna come back. And he just looks at the kid. and He's like, "All right, it's up to you. Are we gonna, you know, do this?" Or and he's like, "Punch that shit." <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, cue the music. <laughs> we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do something cool." I said this whole movie. Like, I kind of got vibes of remember uh, Flight of the Navigator. Yes, it, it like very much like reminded me of that uh, <laughs> that movie. Fly the Navigator, maybe even uh, The Last Starfighter. That's a movie I'm surprised they haven't like remade yet. It's like a new Last of the Starfighter movies. I I don't know. Let it let it be. <laughs> Let's. I mean, it's a classic I, 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 movie, but it's like everything I mean, nowadays I'm, gets I'm a remake of, or a reboot. I'm tired of you know a a remake or a reboot. Like you know, I think it's one of the reasons I, I, I like I this movie it. so much is because it's an original. But is it original? I, I mean, mean, nothing is original, original. There's only so many plot devices you can use, but at least it's not a sequel or a remake to something that we've seen yes, five absolutely. or six times. It's, you know, at least original on the surface. It may be inspired by things. So they definitely quote some Deadpool and some Star Wars through this, but uh, but yeah, it's like at least it's something that appears to be I mean, it was idea. it was much better than... Do it and we'll cancel your ass, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> fucking Texas Chainsaw. Oh, God. Rare- <laughs> we were going to do an episode on that. And rarely is something so bad that we're like, we don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm such a a fan of the franchise, too. And I get it. You I mean, know? We've, I mean, we've reviewed things that we don't necessarily like, but there was some positivity in it. So we didn't shit on it for the entire hour. But this one was like... I don't think we can not shit on this for an entire hour. <laughs> so we just didn't do our, I mean, you Halloween know, epi- our Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. I mean, the franchise has an identity crisis, much, you know, much like the Halloween franchise. But yeah, I mean, just <laughs> I, I, that that was one thing that I, I did like about this film is, you know, it it sort of. It was familiar, but it stayed in its own lane. It didn't try to be something it wasn't, and that worked really well. I gotta say, there was one minor plot hole that my wife pointed out. We watched it, and she's like, all right, if 
the plane won't fly for Ryan Reynolds because he's injured and he's got to use young Adam's DNA to fly the plane. Wouldn't his asthma disqualifying him from flying? <laughs> and I'm like, don't look too hard at it. <laughs> it's like, but I mean, asthma isn't necessarily a, I mean, I guess it can be, I don't know if that's a, like a would disqualify you from flying in, in real life. But I'm like, she's like, yeah, but he's got asthma. Wouldn't that just, I'm like, Dude, I got asthma. I fly all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you're not the pilot. <laughs> Have asthma. <laughs> I'm like, you can outgrow that shit. It's all good. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what I did. I mean, you know, there was a time where, like, you know, I'd spend months in the hospital and shit like that because of asthma. But, oh, yeah. I had bad know. asthma when I was a child, but yeah, eventually I just, like, outgrew it and things. <laughs> So I started working, and then I started smoking. <laughs> and that's kept Corona at bay, and, yeah. you know, I mean... Yeah. Dude, we, we survived a, a pandemic with our, you know, keeping our lungs full of cigar smoke so the Rona couldn't invade. Yeah, nothing can grow in there. <laughs> oh, It's like one of my managers the other day was like, so how do we get you to stop vaping, letting me smoke cigars? It's like... <laughs> Ah, yeah. Continue vaping. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how uh, the conversation I had with my uh, doctor's nurse the other day. She's like, you know, doing the uh, going in for a checkup, and they're doing like the the questionnaire. It's like, all right, do you drink? I'm like, eh, not really. Like, you know, quarterly I might drink. So, all right, are you smoking? Do I'm like, well, I I smoke cigars, you know, a couple of week. And she's like. You thought about quitting that? I'm like, hell no, because you've already made me give up like alcohol and sugar. I quit smoking. What's the point of living longer? <laughs> this is what keeps me sane at this point. I've given up all the other good things in life. <laughs> if I give up cigars, I'm like, what's the point of living another 40 years? <laughs> yeah, that whole, well, we're going to prolong your life. But at, at some point, there's a quality <laughs> yeah, of at life. What cost? <laughs> oh. Like, if I got to be in a vegetative state, hell no. Pull the fucking plug, you know? Like, if I can't do whatever it is I do, I don't know what I do anymore. But uh, whatever that is, if I can't do it, like... And I do like that despite all the action and all that, it was science that saved the future. Because <laughs> you're finally, the, you know, main bad lady, yeah, like... science! Gets, uh, I felt like you tried to segue there, but we're a little bit early yeah, for that segue. Gets, uh, gets them, you know, rifle pointing at him, and the dad's like, all right, everybody get behind me. And he's like, Dad, those are armor-piercing bullets for standing behind you. It's just going to go right through you. And he goes, all right, maybe we should, like, spread out more. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the bad lady's like, you never understood the big picture. And, and she shoots him, but then, like, the gravitational pull of the reactor... Dude, they, they totally stole that from the Matrix. Yeah, pulls the bullet off course and goes into her her past self and, and kills the the uh, future bad lady. And he's like, yeah, and you never understood the science, bitch. <laughs> and then, like, oh, maybe we should get out of here before this building implodes. <laughs> I mean, it is a reactor, after all. <laughs> yeah, like, they get on the elevator and he's like, oh, this is, so this is where you work. You know, it's taking 40 years for you to show me where you work. It's like, fair enough. <laughs> and they all come out of the elevator all, like, disheveled from being in this big action sequence. He's like, yeah, take your kid to work day has kind of gone off the rails. <laughs> I think that's sort of what's expected with take your kid to work day, though. Like, any of those, you know, environments that I've been in that, you know, had those type of events, <laughs> like, 
I'm sure it's like a like a Hollywood myth. I don't I don't think I've ever had like a take your child to work day. Oh, dude, I been you taken know, to work. One of the offices I worked in, we had a bring your dog to work day, and uh, now that we had at our office, we had yes. an open dog policy at my old office before I started working from home. There was always a dog or something running around the office. Like I I don't know. I could take Arabella because Arabella would you know be okay. The 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 two new puppies though. Oh hell no! It'd be like. <laughs> Especially one of them. Like, I, I legit think, like, her pupils dilate and everything. I'm like, oh, shit. She's done got the crazy eyes. She's about to go full, like, full-on uh, cocaine mode. And, dude. It's time for the zoomies. <laughs> no, there's no stopping. I'm like, like, legit, like, when I Pandora had the longer would just beard. Pandora around licking everyone. <laughs> yes. But, like, when I had the longer beard, like, no joke, literally the dog is, like, hanging from my beard. Like, you know, grabbing a mouthful of, you know, beard hair. Like, I. I'm going to get uh, as close to your face to lick you, but I'm probably <laughs> going to bite you in the process of trying to lick you. Uh, it's like, that's my nose you bit, you know? <laughs> like, not not like viciously, but just, I, I'm so crazy with my tongue that my teeth are going to scrape you. Yeah, that's like, dogs roughhouse with each other, and at some point they're like, don't realize you're not a dog, and they're like, I want to roughhouse with you too. <laughs> what, you don't like it when I bite you? <laughs> The other dogs like it when I bite them. It's, it's funny. Hey, bite me back. <laughs> like, no, we're, I'm not a dog. You no, they do not the appreciate down. being bit back. <laughs> I, I tried. And, you know, I like at first I got the, the fuck did you just do? And then I got the snarl. <laughs> it's like, uh, I'm the alpha motherfucker. It's <laughs> like, bitch, I'm bigger than you. Meanwhile, the other dog's, like, you know, special and can't figure out blankets and falls off the bed trying to figure out how to get himself covered up. Let me in. <laughs> Even when he's in, it's like a cat, though. Like, he tries to do that whole circle five times, and instead of just laying down, it's like, oh, I'm going to walk around, and I'm on an elevated surf, and I'm falling. I'm falling. <laughs> My little cat the other day was, like, because she got end up getting out and dog tried to get a hold of her but she was i don't think they punctured anything but she definitely got smacked a little bit so she was kind of first couple days just kind of limping around and then she'd go to try to jump up on something and not have the lift that she normally did and would just like kind of crash <laughs> like you're gonna have to stay low for a little while kitty until you get where you can you know leg works enough for you to jump back on top of things <laughs> oh but yeah the first couple times like I'm going to jump on the counter like I normally do. Oh, I just hit the drawer. I, I'm, I'm like a six inches short. This didn't work. Nobody look at me. I'm embarrassed now. I'm going to go hide. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> Dude, I got to say, this is one of the better Kristoffs that I've smoked. Yeah, like, several of them, like, it, it, usually a milder. I'm going to call it mild, but, like, more medium, not as strong. But I was like, you got to put Lajero in the name. You better, like come with the thunder and this is so far about i don't know halfway I mean, point for me is i i won't say that you know it's, i've had stronger but this is probably the strongest christoph i've had yes I, I i absolutely would would agree with that um but it's surprisingly balanced yeah you know between the the, the maduro and the lajero like it, it it adds a nice complexity that i don't find with most christophs yeah it's like getting a when you try a hot sauce and it's like all burn and no flavor, that's not as fun as something that it is hot, but also gives you like 
a lot of flavor. That's like you know what I prefer in a, in a hot sauce, and it's kind of the same thing with the cigar. I keep I mean, forgetting to uh, bring you my little file of death to let you try. <laughs> we still haven't opened the uh, whoop ass ghost pepper uh, sauce over there. <laughs> I mean, what, we're not recording next weekend. We should like do the book of pain for the YouTubes. <laughs> we gotta get some nuggies and burn yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we we gotta get some nuggies, and you know. We can't definitely can't record that on a day that we're recording a podcast because we won't be able to talk afterward. I'll, I'll probably have yeah. to poop a lot. That could be a podcast. To, my, my time don't work. I'm gonna have Ready to shit himself. Can I can I just bring my poopy gone bucket? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we we should be able to we should film that at a time where we don't have to do anything afterward. That way, if we like shit ourselves, we're <laughs> we're not on the mics. <laughs> and it should be warm. That way, we can just hose our off. <laughs> Or, or find a creek somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a bucket. Just you know, <laughs> dump, dump a bucket on. Do the uh, whatever, the old ice water challenge, but with your butt. Oh. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm going to opt out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so any uh, final thoughts on this here movie? Dude, it was it was great. It was comedic. It, 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 it hit, hit every mark that, you know... It described, and this was great because I had. You're just like, dude, I watched this. It was pretty good. I, I didn't even fucking know it was out, you know. <laughs> and and it was one of those. It's just, I can dig it. It's refreshing. It's you know, sort of its own thing. At the same time, you know, has similarities to you know franchises that I already like, and you know, and it was kind of wrapped up in a nice. Yeah, they dude, it was like an hour and 45 minutes, so it's like... But most movies today, they all count on, oh, this is going to be a trilogy, so we're going to set up the next movie and, or, and leave you hanging because we, we want to make you make sure we got something for another movie that may or may not ever happen. Where this one, they wrapped up their story nicely. Like I said, I don't know if it needs a sequel. Uh, definitely, they didn't, definitely didn't allude to a sequel. Yeah, so, no, I mean... It, it was it, a nice, self-contained it story. Great, you know, standalone, like... I mean, I almost wouldn't have been disappointed seeing this in theaters. I mean, it's yeah. cool that it's already included in my streaming service and whatnot, but, you know... At least the, the jet scenes would have been cool on a big screen. <laughs> like, just for the full, like, epicness yeah. of it. But, it, I mean, you know, great just... I, I don't know, man. Like, this is almost like a, you know, coming-of-age story, you know? Or, I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess it's as an adult you forget what it's like to be a kid and as a kid you don't understand exactly all of the sacrifices that adults, you know, make to give you that perception that no, everything's all right because I don't want you to see how broken everything really is. Yeah, it's Yeah, it was like it did a good job of like adult Adam learning kind of how to be a kid again and kid Adam learning to Hey, I need to show some, you know, not like a petulant cuz he's kind of an asshole at the Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like there's a difference between bad. being, you know, sort of a smart ass or whatever, but I mean in a lot of regards like dude, you you may not physically be a bully, but you know, Attitude-wise, you're a fucking bully yourself. Like, you know. Yeah, that conversation he has with his mom in the bar, and she's like, he's like, are you grieving? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely grieving. He's like, well, then you've got to let him know that, because you trying to be strong for him makes him think you're not as hurt as he is. 
And so he's like, y'all got to like communicate that. And, and then later, later on, he's like, Hey, if we, if any of this, like, cause both of since the future has changed, both of them kind of blip out of existence. He's like, Hey, if Laura's theory was like, this is in our DNA, you know, part of this will still exist inside you, no matter how the future changes or whatnot. So find me again in the future. And he's like, Hey, if any of this actually does exist, like Laura said, like hug your mom for me when you get home. And sure enough, he like, you know, it, it was like, he just kind of has that moment. Like, Hmm, I remember to do something. He runs and like hugs his mom, you know, and is like not a dick to her for the first time. And she's like, are you hugging me? Yeah. He's like, all right, I just want to make sure I wasn't getting mugged. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, maybe you are. <laughs> From um, mugs to hugs. <laughs> so what do you think of this? Uh, well, well, shit, we kind of said what we thought about the cigar so far. So my, my normal wrap up of, Hey, got any final thoughts on this cigar before we, <laughs> which not even if I'm hell, this thing's got a long, but I'm only about halfway through on, on my end. So, but I'm, I'm impressed with this so far. Like I said, it's the, I've had stronger cigars, but this is probably the most, strong and flavorful out of a Kristoff I've had so far. So yeah, this one may make it into the uh, rotation. Yeah, this is just well balanced is, you know, where I'll leave it. And, and with that, YouTube people like comment and subscribe. Everyone else will be right back. We have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. We got big interviews. Super rad music. What proud members of the ESO network. Yeah, they're probably going to fire us. I wouldn't blame them. We've got jokes. Adult jokes. And nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. All the woke nerd junk. Find Thunder Talk on the internet. And the ESO network. Ta-da! <laughs> Welcome back. It's time for some science. So are you going to educate me on all things Russian and Ukrainian this episode? Like <laughs> That was kind of the heart. I mean, we talked a little bit last week about the hacker stuff. But yeah, it was like I click on the technology tab where I normally get all my science articles and it's like all stuff about the Ukraine. And we try to keep it fairly non-political. So I'm like, I don't want to talk the entire do segment we, about Do war. we keep it non-political? No, not really. <laughs> well, we never go like fully like you know. It's supposed to be fun science. So All politicians about... suck. But if you you want to foul down a hole on war stuff, Google uh, weird guns of the Ukraine, and there's like all these photos of like motherfuckers using like World War One guns over there with like modern accessories. Like 
some dude's got a dual like a a dual mount Maxim from like World War One machine guns with a brand new EOTech on top of it. <laughs> I mean, there's some crazy like gun photos coming out of there. But AI maps trip experiences to the regions of the brain. Interesting. So the AI is going to tell me based on my brain patterns. Hey, you want to be happy? You need to go here. <laughs> well, hey, that's a state that since... they legalized the devil's lettuce. <laughs> well, in the past, you know, couple decades, psychedelics have become kind of less taboo, so there's actually like more research going on in psychotropic drugs now and a and they and how they kind of can treat uh depression, anxiety, PTSD, substance abuse and other psychiatric conditions, but the problem is most of these drugs affect people differently and affect the brain differently, so it's trying to find what will treat what is is kind of um been a problem. So researchers in psychiatry and machine learning have come together uh to use artificial artificial intelligence. And basically they had 6000 people write testimonies of their hallucinogenic experiences on different like different types of drugs and use this with an AI algorithm to kind of map like, all right, this person's experiencing this, that means this drug affects this region of the brain. And, you know, kind of going through all those different, um, so when you have testimonies, a, of so some, this is not a road trip. This is a, Hey, I, I, I'm tripping balls, man. So bad trips. So the AI, you know, can figure out that, Oh, well, this psychedelic has, impacted this area of the brain which focuses on scary shit yeah so basically uh with this kind of program they're mapping all these people's experiences and figuring out what area of the brain would cause that type of hallucination therefore they can say all right this drug affects these parts of the brain which also has an effect on these mental health issues so we know this drug can be used to treat this symptom. Interesting. So we're going to get into the psychedelics. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mushroom Nerds Podcast. <laughs> we just recorded for two hours, didn't hit play on anything. <laughs> There's not even microphones here. We tripped this whole thing. Oh, Don't we do that pretty much every episode? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, in other AI news... Uh, drug discovery AI designs 40,000 potential chemical weapons. Uh, <laughs> that here's that. your, here's your scary Skynet news for the weeks, kids. <laughs> this is how the robots are going to kill us. So a lot of drug companies actually use kind of AIs to come up with drug compounds to treat different things. Well, in a recent study published by the journal Nature Machine Intelligence, uh, a team of, from a pharmaceutical company uh, collaborating with uh, some AI stuff, basically 
kind of took the safeguards out of the AI program. It was like, instead of looking for combinations that will be beneficial and penalizing anything that had like high toxicity, they flipped it and was like, we want you to look for things that have toxicity. <laughs> and in under six hours, this thing came up with about 40,000 combinations that could create potential poisons and chemical weapons, uh, similar to like, you know, VX gas nerve agents. And they're like, we, <laughs> they were like, well, we were, the problem with this is it was super easy to do. And anyone that had access to one of these programs, uh, that was kind of a bad actor could, there's not that high level of entry to <laughs> program this computer to kill people. Oh boy. So they're like, we're kind of you know, releasing this report uh, as a, a warning that you know, maybe we shouldn't <laughs> use At AI. At the same time, like, like, I get it. Like, you, you, you know, it's warning, warning. This process is easy to circumnavigate and blah, blah, blah. But aren't you telling people with, you know... Yeah, because I would have never known hadn't this. already, you know, put that, you know, together that... Hey, there's this thing that's easy to exploit. Yeah, because I would have had no idea that this was going on or this was a potential thing until I read this article, so maybe y'all shouldn't have published that. <laughs> because there might be some, you know, mad scientist in their basement somewhere uh, in you know middle of a cave. It's like, hey, we need to get a hold of the AI. Why do they got to be in a cave, Joe? That's where the terrorists come from. <laughs> How can homegrown terrorism be in a cave? They 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 need a home. <laughs> uh, they don't call it home cave terrorism. I'm just getting flashbacks to that last Jack Carr book. What about the uh, the bioweapon? Yeah, like there's a lot of... I love his books, but that last one was just like a little too... A little too, too close to home, yeah. A little too probable. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, yeah, this is, this is not good. <laughs> Like it's it's funny to me. Like I'll I'll, I'll read you know horror mo and I'm like novels and stuff like that, and I'm just like eh. And then I read something like that, and I'm like, see, this is where the horror is because this could very easily become reality. <laughs> That's like that quarantine movie we watched right at the beginning of the pandemic, and we're like, oh god, this is <laughs> this is way they too start scary. bringing in the shipping containers, <laughs> and uh, you know, especially it's set in Atlanta, like around. Dragon Con area, and we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, we were there, dude. They literally called the area Contagion. We had been to Ground Zero. Jeez, that wind is cold on the back of my neck. <laughs> we're going to have to switch positions next uh, next time. <laughs> Sit over here. No, we're just going to have to <laughs> install a windshield. <laughs> uh, tarp up the door. I mean, we have a tarp. We just put it over the door. And, and all you're going to hear is, you know, the freaking tarp <laughs> rattling. It's going to tickle the back of my neck. I'm going to get excited, and we won't get anything accomplished. Ah, uh, well, next up, uh, not saying it's aliens, but might be aliens. Uh, last year, the U.S. Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a report uh, on basically all the information the government has on unidentified flying objects. Uh, and also, the, the, the new hip word is unidentified aerial phenomenon. Well, the... Report is available online to uh, the to uh, anyone to read, except for there was a special briefing just to Congress that was still 
kind of classified and well, a UFO website, the black vault has found, uh, the classified report and has now made it available as a PDF. So you can read the, all the other things that the government, uh, said about uh, UFOs that uh, were not released in the original. What's funny though now is like all of a sudden, Oh, we've got wars breaking out. We've got pandemics. We got, we got all this bad shit happening. And now the government's like, okay, okay. Release the alien stuff. No one will notice right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I promise you the shit that they're trying to redact and, you know, release is a big distraction from the shit that's really going on. <laughs> I, I just put on my tinfoil hat. Yeah. And apparently a lot of this report is there's still some redacted stuff in it, but yeah, there's a lot more information than what was originally. I love when you listen to, like, audiobooks. And, you know, they're talking about, like, especially the, you know, the Jack Carr stuff, like you were. And, because literally it would be like, the next four sentences, redacted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to, I never listened to the audio, but I just read the book. We, uh, so I was, like, I was we, wondering how they We went to did this that. site, redacted. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things in the report, though, that was interesting is including uh, that only one of 144 UF sightings reported by military personnel over the last 17 years has been explained. The other 143 are still unexplained. <laughs> and apparently the, the one that was explained was a deflating balloon that uh, caused an optical But I mean, illusion. they used to... That was know, always the oldest excuse. Yes. No, weather balloons, man. There's no such thing as aliens. Weather balloons. We, we are not seeding the clouds. <laughs> totally seeding the clouds. <laughs> So yeah, if you want to find see what the what all information is released, check out the uh, the black vault for all your uh, alien conspiracy. Because that doesn't news. sound conspiracy theorist <laughs> at all. Like oh, uh, and the last thing, actual aliens. Because technically, I guess if we go to another planet, we're the aliens. Perseverance reveals the speed of sound on Mars. Huh? <laughs> yeah, are all our previous. You know, probes and whatnot uh, have been taking video for years and years, but this, but the Preservance, Preservance Mars Roser is the first to be equipped with microphones and lasers. <laughs> we gotta give this thing a laser because we have no proof that extraterrestrial life is out there. I suppose it's so they can break prepare open the, rocks to uh, get the uh, laser beam <laughs> to get uh, uh, samples, but yeah. So basically, in a in a test they did, they fired off the laser uh, fifty times and so recorded. this is literally like No Man's Sky. Like yeah, we just run around and like, ooh, found a mineral. Ooh, <laughs> found another mineral. So yeah, you know because I guess ooh, the atmosphere found a to hell. of uh, Mars is is different than here. The speed of sound on Earth is three hundred and forty three meters per second, uh, where the speed of sound on Mars. Uh, is 240 meters per second. So sound travels slower on Mars. But I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of scientists that just wanted to make pew-pew noises on the... Pew-pew-pew-pew. <laughs> hey, we got this laser. We should let's shoot it. And we'll say we're recording it for science, but let's just do some, like, Martian target practice. <laughs> That's it. Dude, I'm going to find some TikTok rapper. And I'm sending his shit, you know, to Mars, and we're gonna do a a, a slowed, you know, remix because that's what everybody does. We like to mumble and talk slow. <laughs> it's like you know, we've talked about some of those songs that in trailers where they've taken a popular song and slowed it down to make it sound creepier. 
That's just like all the songs on Mars sounds sounds like. everything sounds metal on Mars. Fuck yeah, <laughs> and that, that, that's a great place to end it right there. Everything sounds metal on Mars. Uh, now we just gotta wait for him to find that that hell portal and start playing Doom. <laughs> uh, cue the Doom music, and we'll be right back. And now it's time for blowing smoke. And welcome back. It's time for a. Uh, Blowing smoke. There wasn't a whole lot of news this uh, this go around that we can think of. Dude, anyway. stop making excuses. Brad just wasn't prepared per <laughs> usual. Also, we we had put doing a Texas Chainsaw episode on the schedule. Then we saw it. And we're like, this movie sucks. We can't talk about this for an hour, but we can probably talk about it for fifteen minutes. So that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Welcome to Texas, motherfucker. <laughs> Or something to that effect. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, as great as some of the films have been, you know, there's been others that are just sort of atrocious. And this <sighs> definitely kind of falls into that. Directed by David Blue Garcia. Uh, Netflix tried to do a new text. And it's weird, too. Like, most of the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. They never have, like, numbers and stuff. So when you start talking about, there's, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Texas Chain Dash Saw Massacre, it's like they've always just done different variations of the titles, so it's like, well, which I fucking mean, movie you are had, we talking about? I mean, you had, like, the original three, right, from back in the 70s, you know, to the 90s, you know. We've got a couple remakes, we've got a but, couple reboots. But, you know, at the... Yeah, at the introduction of the remakes, the reboots, because that was the thing, man. It's like the original Toby Hooper films, like, yeah, 1974 really set the stage and, you know, still very much. But the direction that he took two and three were so vastly different. Like, dude, we're going to do Leatherface as a comedy, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then you um, had, like, Leatherface 5, or, you know, it's like, then, you at know, a certain point, it, only, it got direct-to-video type shit kind of like the uh some of the halloween sequels down the road speaking of which this one pretty much is a ripoff of the halloween current halloween sequels of like (laughs) old jamie lee curtis or at least it attempted to be yeah i mean it was just kind of weird like you know this is set what like 50 years after you know this is supposed to be the direct sequel to the original 1974 film but you know unfortunately Everybody, for the most part, from that original film has long since passed. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, leather original Leatherface is he? Yeah, Gunnar Henson died. You know, a couple years ago. Yep. And the original Survivor has also passed. So there's like there wasn't anybody to bring back. They brought back the character of the original Survivor. Well, I think the person that played Grandpa in the original film because. That was basically a teenager in an old man suit. <laughs> really? Yes. I never knew that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, like the you know, you know, seventy year old grandpa was really played by you know somebody in you know either the late teens or early twenties. <laughs> like, oh, uh, so yeah, this movie has the character of that original girl who survived. So the story of this is nineteen seventy three happened, and no one has heard of Leatherface since then. He's been hiding, apparently. And the girl who survived went on to become a Texas Ranger and basically spent her life trying to find them and never did. 
well, there's a small Texas town called Harlow that basically... I wonder if that's supposed to allude to Gene Harlow. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> but basically a bunch of hipsters from the city all chipped in and bought this foreclosed on town well, uh, and has decided to make a hipster commune. And it was so weird because it was like a group of influencers. And like at no point did I feel like any of these people are actual influencers or anything. It's like, oh, you're an investor. Like, <laughs> investor does not equal influencer, right? Like, <laughs> But I gotta say, the high, like, there's so much wrong with this movie. But the highlight for me is the bus murders. Like, Leatherface gets on this tour bus that these hipsters had rented to come to this town for the for the sale and grand opening of their town. And all these hipsters pull out their phone and start filming. Is like, try something, bro. You're going to get canceled. And then he immediately just starts killing everyone. And you see, like, as people are dropping their phones and live streaming this, the comments that are coming up on the videos that they're filming are fucking hysterical. Well, People dude, are like, oh, this looks so fake. This is fake. This is bullshit. <laughs> it's like, this is, yeah, this is the comment section on YouTube. <laughs> this is this is exactly what happens in modern society, though. Like, and that's the bad part, right? Like, you know, like, I mean, my problem is if if you go to 1974 and the original Chainsaw Massacre... It's not bloody and gory the way that, like, people just like, oh, I haven't seen this movie in years, but I can remember, you know, and they There's, think yeah, it's so overly violent and everything, and, and it's that. like, a lot of the violence, blood, and everything else, like, the camera's cut before anything like that happens. Like, it's it's a psychological, you know, thriller-type thing, and... And what they... They think this town's abandoned. They find an old woman living in a rundown orphanage who has, uh, she claims is her son there, who's big, mentally ill g- guy. And they end up causing her to have a heart attack because they try to throw her out of her house thinking that they bought all the property. And turns out they actually didn't. Like, she yep. was, she was right this whole time. But... Once she has a heart attack and dies in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, Leatherface loses his shit and decides to get vengeance. And like this is the first Leatherface movie where I'm, I was cheering for Leatherface. Through yeah, most of like, like Leatherface wasn't really the villain in this movie. I don't think there's all these like hipster douchebags from the city. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was kind of what was weird is like you literally gave zero shits about any of the characters. Like, yeah, I just especially like the the main girl. Who was like it was her and her younger sister that had survived a, a school shooting or something. That older sister was such a bitch. I'm like, I was like, come on, hurry, kill her, kill her. Like she kept getting away. I'm like, don't make her the final. She she got to die. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, they tried to you know take that whole like woke sort of agenda and at the same time like work in all of these excuses for why these people are the way and it's like dude it just fell flat it's like no you're 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 just fucking trying to politicize an ideology and i give no fucks about that and leatherface has always just been kind of a beast acting on instinct nearly well i mean you know he's and it 
halfway through the movie, all of a sudden they switch that and he's like setting up traps and like outthinking people. I'm like, when the fuck Leatherface turned into like a tactician? <laughs> Leatherface was just. You know, that was the thing, you know, it was the family dynamic, you know, he was mentally stunted, he was, you know, abused, and, you know, like... Grew up in a family of serial just, killers, pretty much. I mean, you know, he just did stuff just literally not knowing any other way, like, you know, or, you know, like, I, I mean, I like in some of the originals where, like, he's freaked out because people keep coming into his house, and it's okay. like, dude... That's Leatherface's domain. If you just stayed the fuck out of it, like, he wouldn't be chainsawing folks. Oh, and I, as someone who's grown up with guns and carried guns professionally, bad gunplay in movies irritates me to no end. And there's two, like, horrible gun parts in this movie. Because, like, they got one redneck in this whole town who's the, who's their hired, like, mechanic to fix up the town and he carries a, a gun on his side through the whole movie. And when like they fir- they find like the first victim, and he's like, I'm going to go to investigate. And pulls out his gun, puts a magazine in, and racks around. And I'm like, you've been carrying an empty gun this whole time? Dude, give me back your redneck license. Your loot, like, no. And like, you think he's just, like this dick, and when he f- meets the the uh, sister who's kind of scared of guns, because she, you know, and she like looks at his AR, you know, he actually takes the mag out, clears it, and, like, safely shows it to her and lets her, like, you know, an- answers any questions. He's actually pretty nice to her. Well, then later on in the movie, she actually gets the AR and goes, he's like, he's like, yo, leather fuck. You know, like, pulls out the, and then click. And she's like, oh, fucking, like, and I'm, like, screaming at the tap rack, bitch, tap rack. And she just kind of throws the gun and runs. <laughs> I'm like, but then the badass Texas Ranger shows up to like fight Leatherface and uses the kids as kind of bait. Well, I think she used the infinite ammo trick too. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's got a shotgun. She has a gun belt with a pistol. So Leatherface ends up getting a hold of her shotgun after she has shot him with the shotgun a couple times. She lets go of the shotgun. Instead of reaching down and grabbing the pistol that's on her belt, she grabs the knife and tries to shank him a couple times. I'm like, lady, he's holding you. You could have double tapped him to the dome and this movie would have been over like 30 minutes earlier. No, no. <laughs> see, like, part of my problem is they, they gave Leatherface the Michael Myers treatment. And oh, yeah, he certainly, certainly got superpowers. And he's like a fucking ninja now. Yes. You know, I mean, that was, that was the other thing. I'm just like, ah, so much of, like, I, you know, I, some of the remakes and reboots, yeah, they they stray away from the original. They, you know, I mean, this is after the era of Hostile, so, you know, the gorier, the better, you know, is a thing. And, you know, but, like, this just felt like anything other than a Texas Chainsaw film. And it was, like, super short. I mean, with credits and all, it was, like, Less An than hour and my... twenty minutes. Yeah, but goddamn, was I not credits. ready for that to be over? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's one thing. It's like, dude, I don't think we can do a podcast on this because our podcast would be longer than the movie that we're reviewing. <laughs> um, that. Yeah, no, I absolutely did not want this. This film was, you know, an hour and twenty minutes too long. It should just not <laughs> yeah. have. And I can understand when it first popped up on like an ad. I'm like. 
dude, this comes out in like two weeks and I've seen nothing on this. We, we've not even talked about it on nerd news because there's been no word of this. And now that I've saw it, I'm like, oh, that's why they didn't waste any money on advertising. <laughs> they realized this one was going to suck. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. For something so near and dear, I'm just like, the fuck were we thinking with this? Like... Is there anything positive that you can say about it? I mean, is there... I Totally not worth watching, but since it's on Netflix and we've probably all got Netflix accounts, go watch The Bus Murder. That's the highlight of the, the whole film. It's cool the way they shot it. The comments on the live streams of people watching it's hilarious. The rest of the movie? Don't waste your time. Just cut to that scene of him on the bus with the chainsaw, and then the, after that, you can just cut it off, because the rest of the movie is like just garbage (laughs) i don't know it was so weird to me it's like okay you went to podunk town texas that you know hasn't had any industrial or you know anything else i mean this is essentially you know a town from the wild wild west era and everybody's freaked out because there's a confederate flag (laughs) like just yeah like they kind of made an attempt to make fun of wokeness but at the same time the movie's pretty woke. <laughs> like, it just... Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, the girl that... The final... That turned out to be the final girl... I, I she didn't did a good job... Sh- I mean, she did a kind of a good job in a bad movie. Like, I liked some of her character Part of the problem, though, is it was so damn predictable, though. Yeah. Like, oh, anti-gun and everything else... Oh yeah, we're gonna have to force her into you know defending herself with a firearm. Like I just you know like like I had this movie pegged. And as someone like, who's a first... fan of shotguns, that shotgun was very ineffective. That that was video game physics because Leatherface should have been dead like four times before they finally like thought. You know they, they are him. making a, uh, a Texas Chainsaw video game, right? That's supposed to be like the. Very similar to the Friday the 13th game that came out a few years ago. Speaking of which, uh, since we don't have news this week, that's about the only thing I saw pop up, was that same company is doing a Ghostbusters game. Yes. It's like Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which it's kind of like the t- the uh, Friday the 13th game where it's a... Dude, we couldn't even talk 15 minutes about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a four-on-one multiplayer where there are four people playing Ghostbusters and one person playing ghosts. <laughs> I mean, the trailer for it looks, looks pretty pretty cool um but so an hour and 23 minutes in this was probably the most goriest and you know like probably highest body count (laughs) (laughs) just because of the one bus scene yes that's that's it they do all the murders happen at one time (laughs) uh yeah it's like i said don't waste your time just go watch that one scene and be done with it uh anything else to talk about before we wrap this uh Wrap this up. Nah, dude. Let's wrap this shit up. I'm hungry. Check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. Uh, we're also on the ESO Network at ESONetwork.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at CigarNerdPod. We're also on the YouTube, Cigar Nerds Podcast on YouTube. Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. Get your energy drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code CigarNerds. And with that, dude, that was totally a lightsaber. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We are your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.
This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.